0: Welcome to Lasting Truth, our radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we are studying the book of Romans, chapter 1. Here's Pastor Ryan. Our world is dark. And I think it's because of this
1: debased mind thing. And it's twisted and it's values and it's perceptions of what is right and what is wrong. In Proverbs 28 verse 5 it says, evil men do not understand justice. That's Proverbs 28 verse 5. Evil men do not understand justice, but those who seek the Lord understand all. God teaches us what is right and what is wrong Satan says to Eve oh God knows the day that you eat of that fruit you will be like God knowing good and evil in other words the world that's lost they're basically telling God we got it from here we know what's right we know what's wrong we got it from here same thing like Adam and Eve same thing we got it because Satan told them, you, can, you, can, you don't need God telling you what's right or wrong. You got this. That's the world. We who have been the need to our king, we acknowledge to him, lead us, you shepherd us. Because all of us have gone astray. And if all of us have gone astray and there's not one good, no, not one, why on earth are we going to follow our own, uh, uh, our own understanding? And this is what it says, that they, 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 they uh, feel that they're right. Professing to be wise, they become fools. We don't profess to be wise. We profess to know nothing but Christ and Him crucified. Amen. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind to do the things which are not fitting. That those who practice such things are deserving of death, not only do the same, but also approve of those who practice them. What a list! I mean, that list is an indictment of of this Christ-rejecting world. And you know, Paul would tell Timothy that, you know, this is the way it's going to be in the latter days, it's going to get worse. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 through 5. But know this, young Timothy and church here today, that in the last days perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Having a form of godliness but denying its power and from such people turn away. That's the world we're living in today. It's gotten worse. And you might be thinking, well, you know, my relative who doesn't know Christ, who doesn't walk with the Lord, I don't see them as being that bad. You know, the the cool thing about Jesus is that he gets to the center of the issue. And the center of the issue isn't necessarily how everyone's behaving on on the outward appearance. He said, it's, it's the inward man or woman. It is written, thou shalt not commit murder, he said. But, you know, if you have hatred for your brother, are you not just about there? Thou shalt not commit adultery, but if you're living a life of lust, isn't, aren't you there? Jesus goes into humanity. That is why there is no one that is good, no, not one. And as, think of your relative was very nice, <laughs> or a friend, Or an acquaintance, very nice, clean cut, good citizen, will do anything for the poor, just really a fantastic person, but they don't think Jesus Christ is God. You don't know how nasty they are inside. And the Bible says that all of us have sinned. Maybe you've heard, you know, aunt or uncle, grandma or grandpa, or mom or dad or somebody who always been so sweet and so good mumble under their, their breath something nasty about that kind of person or, or, or that friend or that, that kind. See, the Christian has a problem with their thoughts. A good problem. Christians have a problem with their thought life. Because you're a Christian. Because we have the Holy Spirit living in us that says, don't even think it. The world, do you, do you think the world has that problem? mm They have a conscience, they'll be judged accordingly, but not the Holy Spirit the way we do. It makes our thought life a very serious thing. So we pray in the Spirit. Give me love for you, Jesus, and love for my fellow man. Help me to be good in the inward parts. Help me to be good. Help me to be pure in the inward part. The world does not. And, and this list, this sweeping indictment of the world and its lostness, it's a nasty list. And that's how we used to live ourselves. Some worse than others. But nonetheless, all of us in need of of salvation. If we look at this list, we can definitely glean something from it for ourselves today. The indictment is on a non-believing world, but we believe, Pastor Ryan, what good does this do for us? Oh, everything. Everything. It's a good reminder. And there's reminders... In scripture, you were like this, make sure you're not like this anymore. Sexual, sexually immoral, boy has the world normalized sexual immorality. Oh my gosh. It's, it's been everywhere since I was a kid. In the 80s. All the kids loved Grease, the movie. What's it about? It's about fornication, hooking up, and some cool dance moves, but that's how the devil sells it. The dancing's phenomenal, and it's catchy. I'm not being legalistic, we're just growing in the Lord to be a little more sensitive to the trickery of the devil to keep our kids and our grandkids far from that trash because everything is sex before marriage it's just normal normalized by society and you know how how it is you know in the world and the world judges itself by one another don't they and, and, and I love the first line of the second chapter. It says, therefore, you are inexcusable, oh man, whoever you are who judge. Because the world judges themselves, don't they? Oh, no, no, no. Like they say, oh, no, I'm not." The world says, I don't sleep around. I've been with my boyfriend for yada, yada years. Right? It's sleep- you're not married, it's sleeping around. I don't care if it's one dude, one girl, for five years. You're sleeping around. But they, we get into that next time. But <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not that kind of girl. I'm not that kind of guy. I, you, know, you are that kind of girl, and you are that kind of guy. But God, Amen. but God... Sexual immorality, (sighs) anything perverse, let it not even be mentioned amongst us, the Bible says, just flee youthful lust, get rid of the, whatever needs to be getting rid of in your homes, for those men and women that struggle with pornography, get rid of it get rid of anything that leads down that road wickedness covetousness which is the desire to possess something in a bad way we're Christians part of our training is to learn to be content in the Lord we don't need what we think we need we need contentment that we do need The Bible says that he who fears the Lord abides in satisfaction. The closer we get to the Lord, the more satisfied our souls will be. The more we'll be able to say, nah, don't need that thing. Covetousness. Maliciousness. Maliciousness. It's not a word that... We know it's bad, but maliciousness, maliciousness, what does it mean to be malicious? It's ill or enmity against someone uh, without provocation. Just to hate on somebody for no reason. No provocation. Just don't like the way they look. I don't there's something about her, there's something about him. See? See? little conviction going around here in this room? It's true. And usually God puts those kinds of folks around you just to help you be more like Jesus. To love. Not to be malicious. Full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil-mindedness. They are whispers, gossipers, right? Backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud, bolsters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents. That's why it's so essential for Christian parents to discipline their children when need be. It's a test from the Lord whether or not we're going to handle our business as parents or or break to the idea that uh, we can hurt their feelings. <laughs> the kids won't, won't be happy with us. A lot of parents don't do that. The Bible says that he who, lo- yeah, know. See, he who loves their child disciplines them promptly. If you beat him with the rod, he will not die, but you will deliver his soul from hell those should be rare times, but when it's needed, it's needed. And it is the best for them. Because we live in a generation where they're not respecting parents, they're not respecting teachers, and they're not respecting police officers, they're not respecting any authority. And pride, I believe, is the worst sin in the Bible. Lucifer, Satan, fell as an angel of the Lord because he became independent of God self-sufficient which that is the definition of pride to be self-sufficient so if our kids want to be self-sufficient aside from us in a negative way and they don't respect your yes and they don't respect your no we need to handle that because God is testing us if they don't respect your yes and your no, they're not going to respect the teachers and they're not going to respect anybody else's and they're certainly not going to respect God's yeses and God's no's. So that's how we, we help. And, and that's the, the, the society that we're living in today, that debased mind, disobedient to parents. And now parents are fighting school boards and crazy people trying to take uh, the God-given right of authority over their children away from them. It's a crazy world. It is a crazy world. The devil tries to take everything from us that God wants to give us. And if God has given us authority, then Satan wants to take it from us. He wants to take that from parents. Undiscerning Christians were supposed to be those who test all things. Like I said, too many Christians have said, Well I heard on the TV, I saw on the TV. Stop it already. This ain't nineteen fifty-five. They are lying to us most of the time. Test all things. Untrustworthy. Unloving, unforgiving, unmerciful. I think those last ones really apply to the church today. Untrustworthy. We should be trustworthy. Love believes all things. We should be trustworthy. We should show ourselves to be faithful to God and to one another. We need to stick together in these last days. We can't be chopping each other down. We can't be, uh, you know dismissive of one another. We need our yes to be yes and our no to be no. We need to be faithful to one another. It says uh, 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 unloving. Love suffers long. Where's the love? Oh, I love God and I love you, but if you, you know, but if you say one thing that upsets me, you will not see me again because I love you so much. No. How often should I forgive my brother? Jesus, seven times? No, Peter. Seven times, 77 times. Unloving. Unloving. It stinks when the world shows more love than the church does towards one another. Unforgiving. Unmerciful. Unforgiving. I was reading in my devotions this morning on our Lord when they crucified him in the Gospel of Mark. And as he was hanging there, it said that even the thieves despised them. We know one had a heart change. But the thieves despised them. And the the elders and the scribes walked by and said, let let Elijah save him. Let him call for his father. They're just mocking him. When a man is dying in front of you, you have to be a, a special Breed of wickedness when a man is dying in front of you to say I want his garments and, and for them to play a game and cast lots for our Savior's clothing that is the debauchery of, of, of the world and it wasn't just any man it was the Son of God that is the world we're living in The world needs you to speak into them. You don't need the world to speak into you. Our Jesus has the words of life. And that means you have the words of life to give to them. It breaks my heart when Christians are looking to the world. You teach me how to live you teach me how i'm going to be safe you teach me when it's okay to go to church it breaks my heart 1 john chapter 2 verse 15 through 17 that's 1 john chapter 2 verse 15 through 17 do not love the world or the things in the world if anyone loves the world the love of the father is not in him for all that is in the world the lust of the flesh the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the father but is of the world And the world is passing away and the lust of it. The world is lost. But they can be rescued. All this list, the list of every sin in the Bible and every sin that is mentioned here that we talked about, every one of these, people can be saved from them but we must uphold his word. If you uphold his word, you can contend with the wicked. You can stand against anyone if you stand for his word. And you say, God, give me the strength not to buckle to the pressure of society and to tell them the truth that he who practices these things Will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. And we'll end with uh, Colossians 3, please. Colossians 3, verse 1. Give me an amen once you're there. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. For you died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Therefore, put to death your members, which are on the earth, fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Because of these things, listen to this, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience in which you yourselves once walked when you lived in them. But now you yourselves are to put off all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Do not lie to one another since you have put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him, where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcised nor uncircumcised, barbarian, uh, Scythian, slave nor free, but Christ is all in all. To be mindful of the things of the Lord, Paul is encouraging us to put off the things that we used to do. And how do you do that? by exactly what he said. Focus on heaven. Focus on the Lord. And we do that by praying. We do that by studying the word. If we do not wake up every day and, and put time with the Lord in, we are walking in the flesh. And it will reveal its ugly head sometime during that day. And what do you say? Oh, man, I didn't get in the word. I didn't pray. I didn't spend time at the foot of the cross. If we walk in the Spirit, we will not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. Doesn't matter if you've always been known as a snapperhead. Doesn't matter if you are, are, have been, always been known as having a bad temper. In Christ, you can overcome. You can be the most patient, long suffering example of Christ in the whole church if you want to be but that's the key we have to want it and the Lord is always open for that quiet time with him oh Jesus help me to be like you let's pray father we thank you for your word oh Lord it's living and powerful like a two-edged sword it cuts both ways oh Lord we pray help us to be more like Jesus Help us, Lord, to put off the old man and put on the new man that's being renewed every day. Father, we thank you again for our time. May you bless this church. May you use your people here, all of us, to share your good word with the lost. Lord, we believe that for such a time as this, you have called us so that we can win people for your kingdom. So bless these, your people, the sheep of your pasture. Give us divine appointments. Give us a heart for the lost and help us against being timid. Give us courage to share our story and how you have changed us. We're just so grateful for the fellowship here. Help us to grow in our unity and our love for one another. In Jesus' name we pray, and together we say, Amen.
0: Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come on out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m. and at 10.30 a.m., or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicholas Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you'd like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills. Chairman,
1: above your
0: throat, sing holy. Sit upon your